grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, Shepherd family. I am Pastor Alan Rosenau, and it is my privilege to be able to introduce to you a brand new sermon series for the month of July. We're calling this series Re-Hope. And during the course of this series, we're going to concentrate on some biblical words, each of which begin with the letters R-E. These are words of encouragement to us from God, words of his grace and mercy, words regarding hope. And boy, don't we all need a little hope these days? Today's R-E word is the word rest. I think you'd agree with me that we all need adequate rest. Well, in fact, the word rest is also a very biblical word. In fact, it shows up at the very beginning of the Bible. You know, in the very first story recorded in the Bible, God himself shows us how much value he puts on rest. It's the story of God creating the universe. Listen again to these words from Genesis chapter 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. You know, you might be asking, why did God rest? Why did he need to rest? After all, he's almighty, all-powerful. Why would he ever need to rest? Well, no, God did not need to rest, but he knew that you and I would need to rest. And so right from the beginning, God sets in place a pattern that he knew would be of great benefit to his people, people who he loves dearly, people who are his crowning creation, he puts in place a pattern for rest on a regular basis. The Old Testament Hebrew word for rest is Shabbat, or we would say Sabbath in English. Shabbat, or Sabbath, has not only to do with physical rest, although it certainly includes that, but it primarily has to do with rest for the soul. Now we fast forward quite a few centuries to another story in the Bible where we see Moses having led the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt, out into the wilderness heading toward the promised land. They come to Mount Sinai where God establishes his covenant of grace with his people. Moses goes up on the mountain representing the people and God gives Moses the words that he is to pass on to the Israelites. And included in those words are these, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You and I, of course, know that as the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. In that verse is the first clue on how we experience real, true, biblical rest, or Shabbat. It's first of all, as we remember. We are to remember God and all that he has done for us in his grace. We are to remember the fact that he created us as his own people, 
that he set in place a plan, a pattern for us to experience rest. And we are to remember the Sabbath day, the day of worship, the day where we set time aside to be with God, to hear his word, to experience his grace, to be fed and nourished by him as he strengthens us for the day ahead. Remembering is key to finding rest. You know, the early church, uh, after Jesus rose from the dead, decided to make Sunday the primary day of worship in honor of the fact that it was a Sunday morning when Jesus rose again. And so every Sunday since then has been viewed as a miniature resurrection day, a mini Easter, if you will. But Sabbath day is not so much about the particular day of worship. We can worship any particular day of the week. But remembering the Sabbath day is primarily about remembering to connect with God. For he is the source of grace by which we experience real rest, rest for our souls. The reality is, friends, we have this problem. We have weary, tired souls as a result of our sinfulness. Even though we are redeemed by Christ as followers of Jesus, we, this side of heaven, still wrestle with this sinful nature inside of us that is always trying to drag us down and, and tempt us away into sins and, and stepping away from the will of God. And as we do that, our souls become weary. You know, sinning is tiring to the soul. Think about it. If you tell a lie and you don't want anybody to find out about it, you try to cover that up maybe by telling another lie, and then you realize now you've got to tell another lie to make up for that lie. That becomes so much work. It becomes wearying on the soul. We labor at our sin. And then maybe we try to, to make things right by doing a bunch of good things to offset our bad things, thinking we can make ourselves uh, better in the eyes of God. And, and that's laborious. That's work. That's works righteousness. And it doesn't work. In fact, it wears us out. It's tiring and wearying to the soul. And you know, it's in the midst of our weariness that our loving Savior Jesus comes to us with an invitation as he speaks these words of grace to you and to me. These are recorded in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friend, are you tired and weary in your soul? Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. And see, the reason that we find real, true rest in Jesus is that he did all of the hardest work for us. Think about what Jesus did. He piled on himself the burden and the weight of all the sins of the world. 
and carried all of that along with his cross to Calvary's hill. He did the hard work of allowing nails to be pounded into his hands and his feet. He did the hard work of suffering in your place and mine. He did the hard work of being abandoned by his heavenly father, damned on the cross in our place. He did the hard work of suffering and dying for you and me. And right before he died, Jesus said, it is finished. Meaning it is paid in full. The sins and the burdens and the weight of our guilt and shame is gone. Because Jesus died in our place. And when he rose from the dead on the third day, Jesus' sacrifice was demonstrated as accepted by the Heavenly Father. And by faith in Jesus as our Savior, we have the assurance that our sins are forgiven, that heaven awaits us, and we have the promise of real rest, of real Shabbat, in knowing that the weight of our sin is gone. What better news could there be than that? Jesus invites us to come to him, but he not only invites us to come, he invites us to remain in him. In John chapter 15, we hear these words of Jesus. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Remain. It's the second clue, if you will, onto how to experience true rest. We experience rest as we remain in Jesus. You know, at one time Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, they will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, it's as we remain in Jesus that we experience real rest. We remain in Jesus by staying in his word and receiving his word into our hearts and lives on a daily basis. We remain in Jesus as we regularly go to him in prayer. We remain in Jesus as we daily remind ourselves that we are baptized children of God and that we've been made members of God's eternal family. We remain in Jesus as we regularly partake of the Lord's Supper when it is made available. You see, it's as we remain in Jesus that he gives us that inner rest of our soul and by which he also nurtures and energizes us to bear fruit for the sake of the kingdom of God. You wanna experience real rest? Remain in Jesus. You know, these are rather difficult days we're going through, aren't they? These days of pandemic. Uh, I dare say that it's created a whole lot of new kind of stresses in our individual lives. Stresses that show themselves maybe in a variety of ways, maybe in relational discord as we interact with others, including our own loved ones. Um, these are difficult days uh, maybe for some of you because you're dealing with physical ailments right in the midst of all of this. It might be COVID or it might be something else that you're struggling with. And that in itself adds a burden to your life. And all of these things lead us to tend to worry and become anxious. 
It's in the middle of all of that stress and worry that God wants us to experience real rest. And we do that, thirdly, by relying on God. It's as we rely on God that he gives us that peace that we need and that rest that is so essential to the Christian life. In 1 John chapter 4, the Apostle John writes, we know and rely on the love God has for us. And see, there's a third clue about how we experience real rest. It's by relying on God in these difficult days. To rely on God means to trust in God no matter what. Even though we can't see around the bend of what's coming, we trust that God can and does, and that he is always looking out for our best interests. The book of Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Do you believe that? Do you trust in God? Are you relying on him? It's as we rely on God, you see, that we can truly rest in our heart, soul, mind, and our bodies. Yeah, rest is pretty important. And I hope that during these summer months, you're getting some rest. I, I hope, first of all, that you're getting enough adequate sleep each night. I also hope that uh, you are taking your days off, those of you who are, who are in the working world still. I hope that you are planning and actually taking your vacation days. You know, I've run into a number of people who are very, very proud about the fact that they saved up all of their vacation time and then they never use it. And I wonder what kind of toll that takes on their health and on their relationships. I hope that you are taking some downtime because we need to rest physically. But don't forget, you also need rest for your soul. So keep these clue words in mind. Remember, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy for it's as you experience God's grace in your life that you can truly rest. Secondly, remain in Jesus. He's the vine, you are the branches. If you wanna bear fruit and if you want to rest in your soul, remain in him. And thirdly, rely on God, no matter what, trusting that he has all things in control. You know, given all that is going on around us, we could all use some, some encouragement, can't we? Some hope. And so friends, let your hope begin as you experience God's gift of rest. Friends, I hope that you will join us throughout the month of July as we explore some more divine R-E words, words regarding hope. Amen.